Welcome back to another episode of Touchline Thoughts, powered by the Garage Door Sports Network. I'm Irfan Manji. For today's agenda, we're going to talk to a current professional athlete, two actually, and then we're going to chat some Women's Champions League, uh, maybe some She Believes Cup. We never know. So we'll catch you in a little bit. So we all know one of our guests today, Paige Culver is back. How are you? Welcome back. This is your third episode. I think you're a regular now. but uh, <laughs> I think I'm doing? on here more than Brayden now. <laughs> I think you're both tied with three episodes. So um, I, I, I mean, maybe a tiebreaker is up soon. Yeah, we got to do it. How are you doing? How's training? How's your two weeks off since the last time I saw you? Because apparently we're just doing episodes together every other week. <laughs> No, it's been good. We we um, didn't have any games in those two weeks, so we've been training hard and working hard. But yeah, thanks for having me on the show again. Happy to be here. Awesome. Yeah. Great voice. Uh, good commentary. Love it. So thanks for coming back. Um, and our second guest is a teammate of yours, um, but I'm going to let you introduce her. So go for it. All right. Bam, bam, bam. Yes, my name is Rachel Evans. Um, I currently play with Paige Cover. Um, for Swayo in France, and yeah, I am uh, outside back. Hey. Yeah, she's great. She got the start yesterday against Lyon, so that's that's big. And she had a really good match, I think, in my opinion. And she's coming back from an injury, and she's a superstar out here. So she's just crushing it. <laughs> yeah, okay. sounds like it. I mean, I looked at her record a little bit there. She played for Werder Bremen in the uh, German league. I uh, played at the University of Louisville with the Cardinals and majored in exercise science. Am I, that's correct? Am I yeah, on the right correct. track there? All right, just making sure I had the right person because there was, <laughs> there was a lot of people with the name Rachel, so I, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, no, everything's good. Uh, how was the match yesterday? I know you, you said you came off an injury. How are you feeling? Um, how'd it go for you? Um, I think overall, I think as a whole, the team played very well together yesterday. I think... Um, the two goals what we had against were very unfortunate, unfortunately, um, because I think um, yesterday we played as a whole very good defensively and as a unit, and especially playing against Lyon, I mean, it's the best team in the world in the moment. So I think being like 2-0 down uh, after 90 minutes is definitely like improvement as a team as a whole. And yeah, I'm just looking forward for the future that we can get better like a better results as a whole i mean the last time you you played them i think it was like five one or something so this is a major oh my gosh rachel scored the goal actually rachel scored the one goal brilliant i did did. you are the star what i'm understanding is the two defenders on the team are the stars and i'm talking to both of them right like is this what's (laughs) happening exactly correct well sweet why don't we get into it we're gonna get to know rachel a little bit um, and, and Paige, it's probably going to be the same questions that I've pretty much asked you, but we'll get to hear her perspective on, uh, I guess, the German league, playing in Germany, growing up in Germany, and then coming over to North America, and then uh, playing in France. So we're going to get into our starting 11, which is brought to us by Shenzi Shack. Don't forget to give the Shack and Chef Sab a follow on Instagram as we bring you cuisines from around the world. They deliver and are available for pickup in the Vancouver area. 
Okay, first things first. I gotta get to know this. Um, you have a completely different perspective on 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 football in, in Europe as well as coming over to North America. How is it for you playing in Germany? Um, well, in Germany as a whole, like you play, it's very technical and tactical oriented. Compare like to play in the US. In the US is like all about the physical, the physics. Um, so I'm actually happy I started like playing in Germany to get like all my technical and tactical abilities down. Um, and then moving forward like to the US, it, it helped me a lot to improve in my physical uh, part of the game um, because I think there's still a lot of room left in Germany to work on like the physical part, the physique. Um, just like the exercise science part. Um, but yeah, I enjoy playing in both countries a lot, actually. Yes, it's just like, very different. I like yeah. how you mentioned the exercise science part of it. Isn't that your degree? <laughs> Are you just tossing that into the conversation? Um, that's amazing. Um, oh how, is, how is the system for women's soccer in Germany? Um, I mean, because you probably went through the ranks, like, uh, is it supportive for for you as an athlete or is it still developing? Oh, it's still for sure developing. I mean, if you play for one of like the top teams like Bayern, Hoffenheim or Wolfsburg, right now it's like the current champs, um, they have like a good structure as a whole and um, a lot of support for the women's um, side of perspective. But usually when you play more for the lower ranked teams, there is still a lot of room left to grow. Um, but I think year by year, it's getting better. Um, but for sure, it needs more room to grow. So yeah. if you're associated with a, a parent club like Bayern or Hoffenheim or Wolfsburg, like you mentioned, you have more opportunities of growth. But what happens with athletes that aren't associated with the team? Um, how is there uh, a path to try and becoming a professional soccer like? um like how to become like a pastor well i think you really have to i mean you have to work hard if you want to get one of the top teams if you want to have like the professional perspective um you got to work for it um i've been there um i first when i first played in germany i played for a second division team and mm -hmm. that's already like still very different from like the first division from like the professional perspective um, from like the salary, the uh, like the um, the what's it called, the where you play like all like the stadiums and mm -hmm. like the weight rooms, um, yeah. So I think if you work hard and you want to experience a professional perspective, uh, you just gotta put in the work in and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think every player can do it if you just work hard for oh, it. Oh, yeah, there you go. You're you're on a professional team now, right? Like, made your path yes, to Yes, I'm so happy. It was a long way to get there where I'm at right now, but I'm I'm super blessed. I'm really thankful for it, but all the hard work pays off at the end. That's what I sure. believe. Agreed. Rachel, what do you find is the difference between playing in Germany and playing in France? Um, I think for sure in France, the speed of play is much faster. Um, compared like in Germany, I think in Germany it's still, I mean, in Germany it's very tactical and technical. Every player has their spot and I mean, they move the ball a lot, like right to left, um, try to find like the perfect buildup. But I think in France, actually, it's a little bit similar to like the US style. US style is like really going fast forward. Um, and yeah, but... It's, I think the French is like a mixture of U.S. and the German play, you know? 
that makes sense. Yeah, they've hybrided like it. Yes, so I think, I mean, like right now, if you look at the top teams, I mean, a lot of players from Germany, England, they're all coming to France right now. So, I mean, the, the league is really getting more developed um, and more competitive. Yeah. And yeah, there's actually a lot of German players right now playing in France. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the best teams in the entire world is is in France, right? We talk about Lyon. I know, Lyon. I mean, who wouldn't want to be surrounded by these stars, especially with the growth of the game in France? And I liked how you mentioned that it's like a, a hybrid sort of game uh, compared yes. like, with the US and, and Germany. And I guess the question to both of you here is, is that sort of the trend that we're going into for women's soccer, where it has to be a hybrid of stuff? You can't be stuck in your technical, tactical ways only. It has to be a, a physical, fast technically gifted game for you to actually succeed now like I feel like that's how the game's developed is that correct or yeah I would uh, say yes. in terms of like competing on the world stage and the national teams and stuff you mm -hmm. can no longer just be super technical or super physical like you were saying you need to now have that hybrid to compete at the to be successful at those levels and mm -hmm. the leagues can stay kind of how the leagues want to stay but if those teams are going to Champions League, for example, or those girls are going to the national teams. I think to be able to actually compete at those uh, super top levels, you need to have a hybrid system. Yeah, you have to be able to mold into any system you're, you're asked to fit into where it's just like, well, no, I'm in the States. I'm going to play this style and that's all I'm going to play. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Um, you, you wear the number three jersey, Rachel. Is there a reason why you wear number three? I think I asked Paige this about her five kit, and then we went on this conversation about the number 10. <laughs> but I just want to get your... Well, actually, I don't really have, like, a favorite jersey number. I don't know. I feel like you make the number special when you wear the jersey. I mean, some people have their favorite number of reason, but personally, I don't, um, I don't have a favorite number. Every time when I wear a jersey number, I wear with honor. And yeah, I just picked number three actually because it was available. And um, I'm a big fan of Roberto Carlos, the Brazilian guy. He had number three. So I thought, hey, maybe it's just the perfect match now. I play outside back and yeah, it well, worked out. You just mentioned one of the best left backs of the game. I'm going to ask you this question. Um, who is the, the greatest soccer player of all time for, for men's and women's? Just because we, I think Paige and I, we've had this conversation and I just wanted yeah. to see what you think. What I think um, of all time, yeah, it's a, it's a personal opinion. So for me, for sure, it's Philip Lam. As the best okay. men's, interesting. Because I mean, I guess you pick, no, I mean, <laughs> Love came up Who on our bench. Oh, yeah. I picked Pele. Yeah, really? I didn't know. Yeah, I picked Pele. That's okay. So I mean, I guess, I mean. <laughs> it's philip Lam, okay we get it we understand he played right back right wing back he played center defensive mid for pep i mean a very versatile and very skilled player who i think retired a little too early but uh, that's that yeah. okay and who's your greatest women's soccer player of all time greatest women's that's a hard question i mean i'm a big fan at the moment lucy bronze from man city mm-hmm um, big fan of her playing style. Um, so you like people. right backs. So this is what we're, we're we're seeing here. It's a trend of favorite players are right backs. Okay. Well, I like to look at players who I can relate for, to be honest. Like, I'm not like the biggest follower of one player only, but I like to look at players that I can relate to or I can learn a lot from. So mm -hmm. 
I guess that's why I pick players that play kind of the similar position as me. So, mm-hmm. yes. I mean, Lucy Bronze is one of the best right backs we've seen in a very long time. The way she controls the game from that position. And I think, um, yes. hey, I agree with you there. She did make our, our starting 11 there, right, Paige? Yeah, she did. She was on the list. Um, you, I did mention this early in the show where you, you have a, a degree in exercise science. Um, and I think, Paige, I asked you this as well, but what's the importance of, of having a degree and, and going to school and, and learning, you know, not just about the game, but learning about something that you have a passion with in the academics? Um, yeah, like, I mean, soccer is like something what we do temporary. Um, mm-hmm. And especially at the women's game, I mean, we unfortunately don't get as much um, salary as like the men's game that we have like um, like a backup after playing soccer but I think it's so important for every woman to know to have like a second passion and for me it was always like sports and science and I know for sure when I'm done playing soccer I can always fall back to my degree and do something on the strength conditioning part mm-hmm. um, of the game um, so I think for every woman's player they should always think about something um, as a plan b because you never know, like in football, I mean, it's a contact sports. Maybe one day you injured and your career is done. Then mm-hmm. you have to think about something that um, you can fall back to it. So, yeah, I think that's a must. But even the men's game as well. I mean, I understand a lot of men's. If you play on the top, top league, you have a lot of money. But I think it's always important to find like another passion besides sports. Um yeah. Because you never know if something happened on the family side or with an injury, if you need something to fall back. So I think to study something, it's, yeah, it's a plus. Yeah. Well, I mean, with your with your background as an athlete and, and your degree, do you think you'll ever go into coaching? Um, well, my friends, my family talk, like, talk me into it that I should do it, but I don't know if I want to um, actually become on the like soccer side of the, like become a coach. I think more like the strength conditioning um, for sure, like person training um, or like in a weight room. But I don't know if I actually want to become a head coach. Mm-hmm. I don't know yet. I haven't really thought about it like really fully through it, but I know for sure that I want to become um, a strength conditioning coach after I'm done playing. Yes. Sweet. I like how you mentioned that it's gets to have a plan B. And I think every athlete should have a plan B. I mean, you never know yes. when you'll have a major injury that could, you know, put you on the shelf for such a long time. And then you're just sitting at home and going, well, now it's just rehab. What am I going to do? Right. So yes. I think whether you're in the men's game or the women's game in any sports, whether that's soccer, uh, American football or, or hockey, like use a degree, learn something. I think it's going to help you because once you hit 40, what are you going to do after that? Yep. So important, important life lessons we're talking about here. Pay attention. It's like a a mini therapy session, hopefully. Um, uh, Paige, do you have a question? Do you have a question for Rachel? (laughs) Um, Sure. Yeah. What was your experience like playing at the university level? Because you played at a JUCO and then you played at Louisville. Yes. Yes. What was the difference playing at those two Um, levels? Well, I mean, junior college, um, it's like, yeah, junior college like, is much smaller um, and all like the benefits you get from like a university. Um, it's not really present in junior college. Um, so 
it taught me that when I moved from a junior college to a university level to be very thankful for what I have, like the weight room, um, the athletic trainers, the soccer facilities, like it's so professional oriented um, on a university compared to like to junior college. So I think now when I came before from the small school to biggest school, it helped me a lot to like just appreciate it more and actually work harder because I had way less before. Um, so it was a good stepping stone for me to, yeah, appreciate this more. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. I agree. I think that's like a good perspective as well to see yeah. it like that. Like it made you like way more thankful and appreciative of all the things that you that all these athletes at these top universities get that the JUCO schools or the division twos or whatever may not necessarily get as well. And yes, and the division one schools are way more competitive compared to junior college, that's for sure. It's way more competitive. The girls are more athletic built and um, yes, but if people drive to be more on a competitive league, they should always try, you know, get into the first division of um, division one, yes. Of course, especially if you're trying to get into the professional ranks there, I think that's the gradual step. Uh, Did you two ever face off against each other uh, when you were at the University of Kent and at Louisville? No? I wish, but we did. She's older than I am, so we were in school. Oh, God. All right. There's... Talk about age again. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Well, I'm going to not ask this question. We're going to move on from this question, then, so it's not talking about age. Divert. Divert. Um, Uh, did you have a ritual uh, or anything that you need to do for superstition uh, before or after a game? Mm, well, I need to have a good playlist before a match when I wake up in the morning. And um, I need to eat usually two uh, meals, a breakfast and then a great brunch before because um, I know it's a difference. Over time, if I don't have the certain fuel in my body that uh, mm-hmm. I don't perform as much, but for me, music plays a very important role. Um, and lastly, right before I walk out to the game, I pray. Um, yeah, I have a quick prayer, and that's been always like my ritual before a match. Mm-hmm. How long have you been doing that for? Is that uh, since you started in the professional ranks or ever since you were a kid? Mm-hmm. No, it started actually in the U.S. Um, because in the U.S. there's like a group called FCA. It's like fellow Christian athletes. Um, it's just like a group where people get together um, on like the professional aspect who have like a certain faith to God. Mm-hmm. And since then, it really taught me to stay humble and um, yeah, just get closer to Jesus because I'm a faithful person and I think everything what we do we should be always thankful for what God provides for us so I know when I got, get out to the game I want to always have like a quick prayer and sure. yeah that's great there's something I think we've learned about you so far in the first 15 minutes or so here is that I think you're a very humble and grateful individual who's thankful for the path that she's had so we really appreciate hearing that and I think any athlete um, that's gone through you know, the professional route or didn't get to the professional route, um, one way or another is grateful for how they've, you know, been shaped as an athlete or as an individual. So thank you for, for, you know, underlying that, uh, underlining that, sorry, and, and grateful to hear it from you as well. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, let's, let's get away from the, the sappy stuff for a quick sec here. Um, the, 
you, you said you listen to music. Is there one song you have to listen to or you recommend that our listeners need to jam out to the next time um, they're creating a playlist? Mm, well, I'm a big fan of oldies. Let me tell you this. I like the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So anything that I would have, like Elvis Presley, I don't know, used in Michael Jackson. I'm a big fan of all the old schools. And yeah, I think they get to always good good motivation, good vibes. So I like to listen to that before, before a game or when I wake up. And it's good energy. For sure. You should try it more often. Yes. Start things off positively and not just with yes. a sad, sappy That's song true. in the morning. Yeah. My alarm used right. to be a really sad song and I'm like, nope, can't do this anymore. Right. And it's going to be like this. If you listen to like really upbeat songs, you know, with positive lyrics, you're going to feel yeah. like this. For Maybe sure. Yes. Yeah, I think I need to go back to music. I just have the radar that goes beep, beep, beep. And I'm like, all right, I guess my Monday morning is going to start now. Great. That just starts you in a bad mood. You can't. Oh, God. But it's like every morning, it's like, oh, do I have to wake up now? No, I think I need to find the song now. Uh, I'm going to look from the 70s, 70s to the 90s, as, as Rachel just suggested. Um, yes. Uh, if there's one thing you've you've changed about your game over the last five years what's what's something you've seen improving yourself as an athlete um playing faster on the field for sure i compared to germany and now to france i really learned how to play quicker it was one of the part i needed to really improve on uh when i came to france to adapt like to style of play um because i came from a second division team in germany and the style of play was i mean not as fast as it is in france so that was something that I really worked on on preseason over the summer. And I think the coaches, we had two coaches now this season. Um, they really helped me to improve with this. Um, yes, by trainings, after trainings, uh, with film. So it's important. Yeah, Thank learn you. from how you're playing and, and improve that way. That's the only way you're going to grow. That's great. Yes. Um, how do you deal with pressure as an athlete? I mean, there's no fans currently, but I mean, if there's fans heckling you, um, or there were fans getting... at, at the last game, there was some Lyon fans standing behind the fence with their flag screaming. Oh yeah, I remember this actually. I did see it. Always the supporters. I know. <laughs> it's Lyon. They always find a way to have someone there. Eh? Oh uh, yes. So how do you deal with that pressure, that game time pressure, where it's like, well, we're fighting for a relegation battle, for example, or now we're playing Lyon and then PSG, et cetera, et cetera. Like, how do you how do you deal with that pressure? I mean, you said you had a ritual. Does the ritual calm you down, or it's just um, yes, other- it does. Um, I just I don't know. I just noticed the past. I mean, since in France, actually, I learned just to be myself. There's like moments in the match where you just like see me laughing or kind of like calm myself down um because still like I enjoy football and of course there's pressure moments but I think it's very important to always be yourself and enjoy the moment what you do Mm -hmm. and I think I really have discovered it about myself um even sometimes I get called out during halftime like why am I laughing between like the match but it's just like who I am and it actually calms me down and then I realize I'm just enjoying the moment right now and Mm -hmm. I'm still focused and I still want to win um but i think just finding peace with yourself when you play or whatever you do in life helps you to get not as pressured anymore you know feel sure. yeah have either of you ever been so mad that you've picked up like the soccer ball and yelled at it or is that just a thing i've done <laughs> i have not done that i can't no? I've thrown oh, water bottles and kicked 
the bench and stuff, but I've never yelled at oh a softball. Oh, okay, so I guess I, okay, because I took a shot well, one time. I'm pretty sure this. Pardon? <laughs> well, in trainings, I do. I'm very like competitive, so mm -hmm. I trash talk a lot during um, trainings. <laughs> yeah, that's just my yes. personality. Um, but I think in a game, I'd never like kick the bench or like the water bottle. I don't know. Not like, oh, okay. like that intense. So. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like when athletes take a, a wrong step or they take the wrong shot and they have to like blame something else, but it's actually their mechanics that's the problem. So that was me where I like hit the turf wrong and I go pick up a bomb. Like, why are you not going in the net? Huh? And then you have a, a yell. Yeah. So my coach would be like, why are you yelling on a ball? And I'm like, well, would you want me to yell at you? I don't know. <laughs> um, but I guess everyone has their own way of dealing with the frustration or the pressures on the pitch. That's great. Mm -hmm. but, uh, just don't play with me. Apparently I yell at soccer balls. So keep them away. <laughs> Um, if there's one piece of advice that you would have to give to, um, I don't know, myself or anyone listening, what would it be, Rachel? The piece of advice. Well, I just repeated it. I think but what is very important in life is what I just said is to be yourself. Good. Don't let good. anyone tell you like you're not good enough or you can't do it or, you know, you will experience many times in like life that coaches really bring you down or teammates bring you down. But I think really to find peace with yourself. And I think it takes a lot of experience um, over time and learning um, just to accept yourself. But I think anything what you do, be you. Just don't let anyone tell you you're not good enough. And because I always believe everything is possible in life uh it doesn't matter what circumstances you are in so uh, i think just really don't overthink it yep. yeah yeah yourself you set your own bars and your own limitations don't let everyone yes, else yeah i agree yeah. Paige, yes if you could give us advice what would it be uh listen to rachel that's my <laughs> <advice>. <laughs> oh when i'm when i'm having a bad day rachel's always there to to make me feel better so oh, the advice she gave is super important and I would agree with what she said. You you can't always listen to the negative comments that you read in the paper or for us, because we're in a professional sport, you, you get a lot of um, analyzation and stuff like that from people that may not know what they're talking about or mean anything. Yes. She's right. You really just have to trust yourself and be yourself and, and roll with it. So I agree with, with what Rachel's saying. So what I'm also understanding here is we, we got to go to Rachel because she's she's got the, that grounded um, approach and, and keeps you well in tune with yourself. So uh, if you're listening uh, and you feel like you're ever getting riled up, then just remember it's about you. Just uh, take care of yourself first and then and then you'll figure it out from there. All right. Well, that wraps up our starting 11 and getting to know Rachel a little bit more and also hearing from Paige. Um, so remember to follow the Shenzi Shack on Instagram. You can follow chef sab and them um and they bring you cuisines from around the world they deliver and are now available for pickup in the vancouver area we're gonna take a quick little break and when we come back we'll talk some champions league and she believes cup what up guys it's your host nick mcvicker and if you are looking for a weekly sports podcast to fill your sports needs you've come to the right place Garage Door Sports hosted by myself, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji brings you all the up-to-date news, notes, and opinions on everything in the sporting world. If you like good conversation, good friends, and a lot of jokes being thrown around, you've come to the right place. Don't forget to check us out on all your favorite streaming sites, and we will make sure we bring you content every Saturday right here on Garage Door Sports. Ooh. 
Well, we are back from our little break, and we are still joined by Paige Culver and Rachel Avon, two players that play for Social in the Feminine Division One League in France. Ladies, how are you doing so far? Um, good episode, eh? Like, it's going well. Yes, I'm I mean, doing I'm, great. I'm enjoying, my, I'm enjoying myself because I'm getting, like, proper advice and, and just a, a new playlist potentially that's going to form. So hopefully that works out. Free therapy from Rachel. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Don't oh want to pay God. for nothing. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to start an extra time segment. And I did mention at the top of the show that we're going to go Champions League and She Believes Cup. Uh, which one do we want to start with first? Uh, take your pick. Um, Champions League. Champions League. All right. So Champions League starts March 3rd. So this coming Wednesday and then March 4th and March 9th is the end of the first legs. Um I mean, when I first look at this, I go, where's Lyon? Because I don't, I don't know what it is. But for me, it's just looking for Lyon, seeing when they're playing, and then going, all right, who's going to really realistically challenge them? Um, but if we take them aside and, and put them, you know, in their own little category, is there any other match that the two of you saw that really stood out to you? And, and you think that this is um, a team that's something to watch or someone to watch? Um, go ahead. <laughs> I think for sure um, Chelsea versus Atletico Madrid going to be like a really interesting game to watch. Um, yeah, because I think Atletico Madrid has improved over the years. And of course, like Chelsea from England, I mean, I mean, top team, top players. But I think it's going to be a very interesting match to watch if anyone's into Women's Champions League. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I think the Man City-Fiorentina game would be a good match I played against them when I was in Italy and they're super competitive to play against so and Man Man City is doing unbelievable right now as well so Mm -hmm. I think that was is a good and Wolfsburg I think is up there too because last season they competed against Lyon for the the title so I think that's a good team to keep an eye on do we think really uh Wolfsburg's gonna struggle without Pernille Harder because I mean she did the switch over at Chelsea and Chelsea just become even more dangerous um is that going to affect Wolfsburg going forward, or do they have enough quality to, to challenge again? Um, I personally think she was a big factor on the team. Um, but I think, as a whole, I think Wolfsburg just has still very quality players. So I don't think that the level will go as much down. But I think Chelsea gained a um, big player with her. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, they're going to be a really interesting um yeah, team to watch now for the Champions League for sure. For sure. Yeah, and no, it's good to have a team now to be more competitive versus Leo, I think. Yeah, yes. for sure. Yeah, I think Finally. it's time for a potential new champion uh, or something yes. like that. I mean, I don't see this is why I stand on the fence with this. It's like I still think that the quality coming out of Lyon is just immensely better than a lot of the other teams, even though Man City have improved significantly um, over the last three, four years. Chelsea has a fantastic coach in Emma Hayes and then bringing in harder and just playing that complete game. Um, Fiorentina, like uh, uh, Paige mentioned, they've been a massive part of that women's league in, in Italy where like their last recent title was 2016, 2017, but they've won championships over the last few years. Um, and, and, like, is there anyone that's really going to knock Leon out this year? Is there a team that has that chance? For me, I think it would be Chelsea. Like, Chelsea's the only one right now that I think could potentially do it. Um, I think Man City could potentially do it. And I think the the 
we're going to see more competitive uh, games between all the teams this mm. season. And I think that's going to be really exciting to watch instead of, you know, Leon kicking teams six, nothing or 10, nothing, or uh, I think that you'll see at least more competition in there. Mm. No, I agree. I mean, there's a lot more teams this year than the last two, three, four years that are really built to win. I mean, I know Chelsea went out to get players because they're like, we know we can do well in the league. It's the Champions League that we're trying to focus on a little bit more. Um, we'll and I mean, that... we we also got PSG in there, who's at the top of it's our like table right now, beating mm-hmm. Lyon. So I agree. I would say Chelsea and PSG gonna be like, yeah, and Man City. Those three teams gonna be very competitive versus Lyon. Sure. But I, don't, I have a good feeling that this year is gonna be re- really, really different. Um, yeah. Because yes, because um, even like yesterday our match, you know, not like to be mean or anything, but I think like the two zero against us. I mean, that was a good team, but I think this year Lyon definitely has more like a struggle than compared to the other years. So I think this year going to be more a positive year. Then maybe it's gonna be a new champion. So for sure, I'm I mean, Lyon's also lost. They've also lost a lot of their very good players, or a lot of players mm-hmm. are in rotation, right? Like, I mean, they lost Lucy Braun, so their right side yeah. could be an issue moving forward. Um, especially for someone like Chelsea or Barcelona or City or Fiorentina to really capitalize on if they move forward, right? So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, the second legs are going to be March 10th, March 11th, and March 17th. Um, before we move on to the She Believes Cup, you guys want to go ahead and pick a winner of each of the matchups, and then um, we'll see if we're all right. So we'll start with the Barcelona versus Fortuna Herring matchup. Who's going to win that one? I think Barcelona. Okay, I good. agree. I think Barcelona. Yes. Jennifer Hermosa is <laughs> going to have a hat trick. That's what's going to Yeah, happen. Jenny's got it. <laughs> Uh, City and Fiorentina. I think this is probably one of the better matches uh, we're going to see. Um, who takes this one? Man City. I got to give it to City as well. It hurts my heart a little bit, but I think I think City's got it. Does this hurt your United heart or it just hurts your heart? In general? My United heart. Because <laughs> like last week, I, I kind of conceded the, the cup to Man City. Uh, like the, the Premier League City and I tweeted it and I'm like, I hate this. I hate this so much, but I'm going to admit it anyway. So it's okay. It's okay. Our, our team Feel will be it. there. Our <laughs> team will be there. They'll be there. Um, uh, Rosengard versus St. Poulton. Um, I'm also butchering the name, so please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, who's going to take that one? Um, I think Rosengard. FC Rosengard. I agree. I would say Rosengard as well. <laughs> Right. Listen, if you're all going to agree, I'm just going to go to the most difficult one because we all think Wolfsburg's going to win th- their round. So uh, Chelsea versus Atletico, um, two very different teams. Um, uh, one team's good at pressing, one team's good at sitting back and defending. I think like this Atletico Madrid team is very similar to Diego Simeone's Atletico team where they're just going to frustrate you until they find something to break you down with. So who takes this one? Is it defense versus a very good office- offensive side? For me, me, I want to give it to um, Atletico because I think, like, Chelsea's been been really good, but they have some um, error if you watch any of their games. And I think Atletico could capitalize. And in a tournament style, I think that that um, works out for them a little bit better. I I don't know. I'm going to give it to Atletico. Okay. I was thinking with Chelsea. (laughs) I... Yes, I just think uh, what we just talked earlier with Harda, like the player from Wolfsburg, I think she's going to be a big factor on this team. So 
I don't know. I think this year Chelsea gonna have a good year. Um, yeah. in the Champions League side. So I think it's gonna be a very fun match to watch. But well, I agree with Paige. I think Atletico Madrid gonna um, shape up the team very well defensively. But I think at the end, I think Chelsea will. I don't know. Get the results what they want. So sure. And then the other three matchups are Bayern Munich versus BIAK, um, who they beat last year, um, and then Lyon versus Broadby and PSG versus Sparta Praha. Um, is it going to be the the three heavyweights that are going through on this one, or are we going to look for an upset? I'm going with the heavyweights. I think PSG, yeah. Bayern, and Lyon are some of the best teams in the world. So I don't think you, I don't think the upset will happen, but I would be happy if it does. So mm-hmm. those are some games to watch for sure. Yeah. I think when we're talking about upsets or like actual juicy matchups, that might be the next round. So we'll keep you yeah. tuned in and then, and, and hopefully we'll have Paige and Rachel back to, to see if they predicted correctly. And I think they might be pretty accurate with their predictions. Um, let's move on quickly to the, she believes cup. Um, any surprises out of that one? I mean, Canada had a different team. Um, the U.S. was still the U.S. Um, Marta was being Marta. Um, and then Argentina kind of was the team that everyone beat up on for some reason. So uh, any surprises out of that one or anything we should be uh, concerned about if you're a Canadian fan or a Brazilian fan or an American fan or an Argentinian fan? Um, I think for Canada, we showed up against the U.S. And I think that for us is always a we tried to show up for that game and I thought it was a pretty good game. Unfortunately, Canada was missing a lot of their key players because of injury and because of um, the French girls didn't get released from their teams. Um, Vanessa who plays for Bordeaux did a fantastic job in the first game in the U S game. And then when she had to go back to her club, she missed the last two games. And I think that really hurt them in the defense because they didn't have Kadisha Buchanan um so they were playing with you know unfortunately 18 year olds who that's a great opportunity for them to um learn and and get the experience but I think it really hurt us unfortunately but it was positive right like there was there was moments in that U.S. game um where Canada looked like they could get a goal or they could really pull it up right yeah Becky had two great opportunities and unfortunately they just didn't come off but I think that U.S. game is a good showing of what the potential for Canada could be. I think the other two games, unfortunately, weren't as great. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, U.S. is one of the best teams in the world. So you always want to show up against the U.S. So I think we put our best foot forward in that game. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree, Paige. I think if the other players would be on the field, I think it would be much different results as a whole. Yes. Rachel, question. Do you support the U.S. or do you support Germany on the national level <laughs> why did you ask me this question um so if germany would play the u.s which one i would support yeah this question um oh my gosh that's a hard question actually i, I don't know it's tough because i'm like i'm a big fan of the, like, the u.s national team um but ooh, i don't know actually you don't have to answer it if it's politically you can't answer it don't tell. I don't want to say something wrong. <laughs> listen, listen. We're not we're not here to get people into trouble, right? We'll do that off the air. We'll talk about it off the air. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. I don't know. That's a tough question, to be honest. I don't know. Maybe rock, paper, scissors, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, the U.S. is always yeah. an entertaining team to watch, so... 
True, yeah. true. Even when they rob you of your chance to be in the gold medal game. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> uh, still bitter, uh, as you can see from last month or whatever when we talked about it. But yeah, um, I was quite surprised with the fact that this game wasn't aired um, on TV or it was very difficult to find on TV. I mean, for Canada, we don't have Fox Sports. And I mean, that's kind of hard to find. I, I don't know. Like, did either of you have a hard time finding this game? Uh, I did. I, I, yeah, it was, um, it was being shown on one soccer, which is a pay, um, uh, you have to pay to, yeah, subscribe. Thank you. (laughs) It's a subscription based platform. So, you know, what's great about France is in France, all the national team games are shown for free on TV. Men's women's they're always shown. I think in, in Canada, that's not the case. And it's so unfortunate because a, a game against the U.S., you're going to have every Canadian who supports yes. soccer watching that game. Mm-hmm. And to not make it accessible, or at least, you know, on a subscription-based platform, I think is a little not not the best idea I in this time. Maybe that issue stems from the fact that the two major um, sports channels in canada i'm not going to name them but one's owned by bell one's owned by rogers they've cut their soccer uh individuals over the last three four years so they don't really cover it as much as you know we would want them to because they're they're moving towards the zone and and one soccer because i think that's the future of watching stuff which kind of sucks if you're you know an older fan who goes oh i don't use the computer like this isn't for me so you've you've lost an entire demographic that's probably been supporting the game longer than all the young players that are young athletes or young individuals out there currently um i think what surprised me the most is if you go on u.s soccer's website and the way they talk about she believes cup is like it's for the most elite four team international tournament in women's soccer and the fact that it was so difficult to find um I think causes that problem that I think we've we've spoken about where it's just not getting the time or the recognition. Like I think, you know, why not partner with Twitch or YouTube just for one massive game? I'm, I'm guaranteeing you that people are going to uh, blow it up and make it much more than, than it just was. Rachel, when you were uh, living in the U S could you find the national team games like on TV or, or on YouTube, like for free? Um, when I was like in the U S like the, the, the German side of the team? What, no, what? like the U.S. national team, like when you were in the U.S., could you find those games on TV? Uh, like when the U.S. national team was playing? Yes, I mean, most of the time they had, um, uh, yes, they were able to watch, but I think um, some of like the professional teams, like the NWSL team, for example, they're still not not always available. Sometimes on the website, but then sometimes, um, yeah, the link doesn't work, or they mm. still have some issue like live streaming. But I think there's still much improvements to, I mean, to to improve in the women's side of the game. But we had the same problem in Germany. Um, usually like the top games like Wolfsburg versus Bayern would be like live on TV but like all more like the lower ranked teams they wouldn't be live streaming so um, I think there still needs to be a for sure changes we make um, that all professional teams on the women's mm-hmm. side all men's teams should be live streamed um, because it's just not like equal opportunities I think for the women's yeah. side or you know put it on one you know worldwide channel that is provided to everyone who has package and it's just like that's where you're going to catch the games or 
you know, multiple pay-per-view channels or whatever might make it happen. I mean, it's just really hard to find the game. And by the time you find the game, you're like, well, I don't know if I want to watch yeah. it. Yeah. 40 minutes to find. I just missed the first half, right? First half. Yeah. yeah. And you don't uh, necessarily want to like for one soccer, for example, I don't want to pay the month subscription to watch three games. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it defers me from watching the Canada games because, you know, I just, I don't, I pay for DAZN. I pay for Netflix. I pay for all these other things. I don't want to pay for a subscription to watch three yeah. games, unfortunately. So I think the national teams at least should be shown on national on a, TV. On yes. a national TV, exactly. Like yes. CBC, do your thing. Put it on TV. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, just a little disappointment with the viewership point of it. But I think other than that, there was a lot of gains for the US team and, and with a new coach and understanding a new system. And it was great to see Megan Rapino back in the fold, um, Alex Morgan. And then we saw Marta, who I think uh, Paige said is the greatest women's soccer player of all time. And it's kind of hard to argue when she's taking on multiple defenders at a time but a lot of positives so don't focus on the negatives it's just that as a sports fan you want to see more on tv or uh, have options that are free and you can enjoy it that way um but it's part of the game i guess is a part of the growth of the game itself for sure i agree all right well that wraps up our extra time segment why don't we just move quickly into final thoughts um any final thoughts from either of you before we wrap up I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Watch women's soccer. That's my thought. <laughs> yes, put some more comments out that I should live stream more on TV because now the game is so interesting to watch. It has changed so much. It has developed so much and people want to watch it. So they should start putting more life on TV so people will be able to watch it. You know, and it gives a lot of good opportunities even for the girls, you know. Girls want to watch more of the women's side of the game and I think it should be more opportunities um that needs to be changed for sure so tweet about it uh hashtag everything and just get in people's faces because i think that might be the next step now um my final thought quickly because i have been talking a lot so you can both tell me to stop talking soon um was in december the match against psg in istanbul uh bashik um where uh, assistant coach uh here Weibo was uh, subject to racism and abuse by two match officials so I kind of woke up this morning going wait I haven't heard about this in two months there must be a reason why or like what's going on anyways so the two refs are being charged with article 11 which is focused on um, you know complying with uh, principles ethical conduct loyalty integrity and sportsmanship there's no mention of article 14 which looks at um, racial um directed or racist uh language or, or directed towards people so um which would mean that the officials would be banned for 10 matches uh i don't know what's going on with this i mean it kind of got swept under the rug so um if anyone hears about it or you see it just please um talk about it because i think you know they're talking about one thing when the allegation was more of a the other thing so um i think you know we've mentioned this on episode 13 with josh it, it just needs to be something to focus on um and if you see it and you hear it and you and you report it i think it should be treated as such so um we'll we'll follow the story closely um hopefully it doesn't take another two months for to ufa or any of the major bodies to come into making a decision but uh, a little disappointing that it kind of got swept under the rug but that's what they do um please don't find me i'm sorry 
<laughs> anyway, uh, that ends the show for today. Thank you to both of you for hopping on. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Give us a like or leave a rating. You can follow us on Twitter at TouchlineTH. You can follow me at Irfan Manji. Follow Paige at Culver underscore Paige. And Rachel, do you have a Twitter handle? I do not have a Twitter but I have uh, Instagram, so. <laughs> I mean, if you want to drop that, you can, but... Um, if not, we'll just get it through page and just be like, tell Rachel this. Um, yeah. So support it that way. Don't forget to follow our network at Garage Door Sport or check out the website at garagedoorsports.com. Shenzi Shack can be found on Instagram. Thank you to both of you uh, for joining me. Um, really happy to have you both on, especially after your match day yesterday. Um, so thank you. Thank you as well. Yes. yes. Learning life lessons on a Sunday. It's wonderful. <laughs> It's good. It's That's the segment, eat. Life Lessons with Rachel. <laughs> I, I might just create a new one and then just be like, hey, Rachel, can you just give us five minutes of advice and then we'll pop it oh into my our God, life. It's funny. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening and we will see you next match day. Cheers. Bye.